Coming up on 5-Minute News. Ukraine city strewn with bodies as Russia accused of massacre. Hungary's far-right Viktor Orban claims victory in national vote. And scientists fight politicians as landmark climate report readied. It's Monday, April 4. I'm Anthony Davis. Bodies showing signs of torture lay scattered in a city on the outskirts of Kiev after Russian soldiers withdrew from the area. Ukrainian authorities accused the departing forces on Sunday of committing war crimes and leaving behind a scene from a horror movie. As images of the bodies emerged from Bukha, European leaders condemned the atrocities and called for tougher sanctions against Moscow. In a sign of how the horrific report shook many leaders, Germany's defence minister even suggested the European Union consider banning Russian gas imports. Ukrainian officials said the bodies of 410 civilians were found in Kiev-area towns that were recently retaken from Russian forces. One resident said that Russian troops went building to building and took people out of the basements where they were hiding, checking their phones for any evidence of anti-Russian activity before taking them away or shooting them. Volodymyr Zelensky said his government would take steps to create a special justice mechanism to investigate every crime committed by the Russian forces in Ukraine. Russian Defense Ministry said in a statement that photos and videos of dead bodies have been stage-managed by the Kiev regime for the Western media. Russia asked for a meeting today of the UN Security Council to discuss events in the city. The US and UK have recently accused Russia of using Security Council meetings to spread disinformation. Hungary's far-right nationalist Prime Minister Viktor Orban declared victory in Sunday's national elections, claiming a mandate for a fourth term, as a still incomplete vote count showed a strong lead for his right-wing party. In a 10-minute speech to Fidesz party officials and supporters at an election night event in Budapest, Orban addressed a crowd cheering Viktor and declared it was a huge victory for his party. We won a victory so big you can see it from the moon, and you can certainly see it from Brussels, said Orban, who has often been condemned by the European Union for overseeing democratic backsliding and alleged corruption. With around 91% of votes tallied, Orban's Fidesz-led coalition had won 53%, while a pro-European opposition coalition, United for Hungary, had just over 34%, according to the National Election Office. Akos Hadhazy, an opposition MP, said Orban can get any of his lies to Hungarian people. Even if we hire the best communication experts, the government will always win these races because they can get their messages to much more people than we can. Even before polls closed, opponents called attention to possible voter fraud, the possibility of which prompted the Organisation for Security and Cooperation in Europe to dispatch a 200-strong team of election observers. Fears of fraud had been fuelled before polling day, after a large number of election ballots, most of them said to be for opposition candidates, were reportedly found partly burned in a sack at a landfill site last week in the Romanian region of Transylvania, where many ethnic Hungarians have dual citizenship and voting rights. 
Opposition parties and international observers have noted structural impediments to defeating Orban, highlighting pervasive pro-government bias in the public media, the domination of commercial news outlets by Orban allies, and a heavy gerrymandered electoral map. Scientists and campaigners have urged the world must abandon fossil fuels as a matter of urgency, rather than entrusting the future climate to untried techno-fixes such as sucking carbon out of the air as governments wrangled over last-minute changes to a landmark scientific report. Talks on the final draft of the latest comprehensive assessment of climate science from the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change stretched hours past their deadline on Sunday. Scientists and governments were locked in disagreement on questions such as how much funding was likely to be needed for developing countries to tackle the climate crisis and what emphasis to give policies such as phasing out fossil fuel subsidies. Governments have been accused of trying to water down the scientists' findings, originally due to be published early this morning, after delays and disagreements on Sunday postponed by six hours to later today. The report itself, hundreds of pages long and drawing on the work of thousands of scientists over the past eight years, is settled, but still in dispute is the crucial summary for policymakers, a selection of key messages running to only about 40 pages. While the report is drafted by scientists, the summary, which is the key reference document for governments, is edited with input from every UN member state that wishes to be represented. Many countries, including the US, the EU and the UK, are reconsidering their reliance on fossil fuels in light of the Ukraine war, which has pushed already high energy prices to record levels. Energy is now seen as a national security issue, and the crisis in the cost of living in many countries is forcing governments to rethink ways to protect their citizens from high prices and climate breakdown. You can subscribe to 5-Minute News on YouTube with your preferred podcast app. Ask your smart speaker or enable 5-Minute News as your Amazon Alexa flash briefing skill. Subscribe, rate and review online at 5minute.news. 5-Minute News is an evergreen podcast covering politics, inequality, health and climate, delivering independent, unbiased and essential world news daily. History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the fact from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the Allied powers go too far? in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon.